Welcome to The Edges of Lean. I'm Bella Engelbach, and in this podcast, we explore the human and creative side of lean thinking, unusual places where lean thinking is practiced. We meet people who are practicing continuous improvement in many different flavors and styles. So come along with me on a journey to the edges of lean. Episode 68, Continuously Improving Your SEO with Brandon Leibowitz. Do you have a website? If you are like me and have a website for your continuous improvement business, you probably know that you need to work on your SEO. And if you are like me, how to do that can be a complete mystery. Brandon Leibowitz says that we should all get as much of the free real estate on search engines as we can. And that it's not a mystery, it's just another thing to continuously improve. But you need to know something about how search engines themselves continuously optimize. He's here to explain it. Brandon Leibowitz, welcome to the Edges of Lean. Thanks for having me on today. Brandon, what do you do today and how, what was your path to uh, doing what you do today? So I help people get more traffic to the website using search engine optimization and just kind of fell into this after I graduated from college, got my first job, and that was helping out a company with their digital marketing, helping out with like social media, doing SEO, doing email marketing, running paid ads. And this is back in 2007. And that's when I realized that everyone's probably on a website in the future. There's a lot of different ways to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. I thought, why spend money on paid ads when you get up there for free? So focused on SEO over the years, just helping out people get that free traffic, working at different advertising agencies and on the side while I was working or after work, before work, I'd be building my business up and growing it to where I was able to eventually quit my job and solely focus on this. And now that's what I do. Well, that's great. So you you just, you followed the path of the need, it sounds like. Yep, just kind of got lucky to fall into it back in 2007 when not many people knew about it. Even still to this day, not many people know about it. A lot more people understand what SEO is, but even now it's still a little bit of a learning curve explaining what it is, why it's important, because it's a little ambiguous. It's a little like, what is going on? What's working? What's going on behind the scenes? How does this help out? But if you're not on Google, you're really missing out nowadays. For SEO... I mean, I think we all know it means search engine optimization, but what exactly is it? And why is it so important for for people to know what it is and and how to make it work for themselves? So SEO is search engine optimization, which means optimizing websites for the search engines. It really just means making sure you rank when people search for you on Google. So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads. They have to pay per click. So anytime someone clicks on those ads, they're paying Google. Could be 50 cents per click. It could be a dollar per click. It could be $20 per click. It could be $100 per click. It gets very expensive. So ads, they work. It's just very expensive. And once you stop spending money on ads, you disappear. But the SEO is right below it, which is the organic, the free listings. So when you're searching on Google, there's 10 spots on that first page of Google that show websites. So SEO is trying to get to your website ranked in those one of those 10 positions. But nowadays, with Google, it's not just websites that appear there. Images appear there. So we want to optimize all your images. Videos appear there. 
So if you have any videos, we'll optimize those videos. Your local business, a map will appear there. So trying to get you ranked on the maps. And the lot of just free real estate. So try to take up as much free real estate as possible on that first page of Google. That's really what SEO is all about nowadays. When I first started my company and I set up my website, uh, the people that I was working with to create the website kept talking to me about SEO and that it was important. And um, so they did a lot of work that they said would optimize the, the SEO. And one of the things that I found was difficult about that um, was that they wanted me to, uh, I think, put, I felt like they wanted me to put things on the website that didn't represent what I wanted to represent as a company. And I realized afterwards, Brandon, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that it was because I actually wasn't clear at the time what I wanted to represent the company was for and what, and what it's about. So was it important for people to be able to be clear about who their audience is, what they're offering, or is there something else to it? Yeah, no, you have to be very clear with what you're offering. So people know what you're offering, but also Google knows what you're offering because Google mm -hmm. is just a robot. They're not that smart. I mean, they're smart, but they need you to spoon feed them as much information as possible. The more you give them, the better. That sometimes SEO people or gurus or people would say, you have to do all these things like putting keywords and all these other places that makes the website not read properly, which in the past that would work. But nowadays you have to really write more towards people. That's the main thing is focus on the user. As long as you're focusing on the user, eventually you're going to put those keywords in there. Hopefully, if not, then maybe those aren't the keywords that you're targeting because those keywords need to be somewhere on your website, but they don't need to be all these specific places. Like in the past, you need to put it here or here or here. Now, as long as you sprinkle in the content and have it in the title, that is really important. Have it in the page title. That's so very important. Having the keywords in the title, and then the content supports whatever that title is, but that's really the main focus of that page. But really just focus on people, the user. That's the main thing nowadays. Oh, so that so that that advice to keep repeating the keywords, that's not that's that sounds like what you're saying is that's not really applicable anymore. Yeah, that's um, like yeah. Google changes their algorithm pretty much every single day. So what works in the past doesn't necessarily work in the future. Most of the time, it will translate over. But stuff like that, where it seems a little spammy, like does this seem like a good idea? Probably not the best idea long term because it might work short term, but long term, Google's going to see that if they see you trying to trick them or game the system, they'll actually penalize you. So instead of ranking higher, wow. which you might temporarily rank higher from doing that, then you're going to drop down. And lose all those rankings, which we don't want that to happen. No, absolutely not. We don't. We don't want that to happen. So you're talking about Google a lot. Is is that the search engine that people are using? Because I see, you know, other companies, you know, really pushing their search engines. Is 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 Google the place to be optimizing for? For the most part, nowadays Google just brings in the majority of the traffic. When I look. Uh -huh. different tracking tools like Google Analytics or other tools that track website traffic. And this is me looking since 2007 at hundreds, maybe probably thousands of websites over the years. Google brings in about 20 to maybe 80% of the traffic. Bing will bring about 1%. Yahoo might bring about 1%. And then the rest is going to come from like social media, email marketing, people just typing your website in. But for the most part, mm -hmm. Google just dominates. But every business is different. So I would check 
using tools like Google Analytics, it's a free tool, and see where your traffic is coming from because maybe it's coming from a different search engine, but majority of the time it's going to come from Google. And if you optimize for Google, you're going to be good for most other search engines. They're not as sophisticated as Google yet, but they're trying to get there. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Because I know I just feel like I'm like, I mean, I use Google and I think, you know, it's it's in the language now. People say, well, we're going to, we're just going to Google it, right? That's, uh, that's, that's what people say. Yep, so, yep. yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you're saying about focusing on the people, which I think you mean, as you said, is, is to focus on the customer. Um, so what kind of things would we, would we see then? Um, if we're focusing on the customer as opposed to focusing on just repeating our keywords over and over and over again. So that is where you just got to take a step back, put yourself uh -huh. the user's point of view. If you were looking for your product or service, what would you want to see on the website? But it's just promoting yourself all the time. It's not going to really help out. You're offering value, which is really the number one thing is give value. That's going to be the best because that value that you're giving to that user, that's going to help them trust you more and want to learn more about who you are, the product, the service that you're offering, but really just, it's tough, but try to take a step back and really just think if you were looking for your product or service, what would you want to see on that page? That's going to help you out a lot or find the competition, see what your competitors are doing. Sometimes they might be doing it great. Sometimes they might be doing it really bad. So you can look at their websites and get ideas. Like if you just had like a fresh set of eyes, if you've never been to this website before, how hard is it to find the product or service? Is it easy? Do you have to click around? Are you getting lost? Same thing with your website. You should ask other people like, hey, go to this page and see how they find that page. If they get lost, if they get stuck, then there's an issue with the website. It's not very user-friendly. It's not easy to navigate through, especially on mobile. That's a big one. It's making sure it looks good on the phones because mobile is not taking, not slowing down anytime soon. It's about 60% of your traffic is going to come from mobile. If not more, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. So you get a lot tinier screen. It's a lot tougher on there. Oh, you know, and that, that's really true. That's really true. And that's certainly, I know what I do is, you know, I think of something and I quickly you know, look it up on my phone. And then, boy, it's true. It's, it is hard sometimes to, to navigate websites on mobile. But when we're thinking about designing the website, you know, I think we always think, you know, desktop first. And um, maybe we should be thinking the other way around, right? We should, maybe we should be thinking mobile first and then des desktop second. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I mean, so, you know, this is a podcast uh, for, for folks who are practicing lean and continuous improvement. And, and so this is so lean to be thinking about the customer first, right? I mean, what does the customer want? What does the customer need? I mean, it's just it's really about the flow of information to the customer. If we're talking about flow, we want the customer to be able to find what they are looking for easily. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and it's not just, Brandon, it's not just about people finding your website, right? It's about kind of the stickiness of the website as well, right? It's It's... It's are they going to stay? Are they going to find the service? Are they going to contact you? Are they going to buy the thing? You know, click, click, click the button to uh, to make the purchase. And is so is that part of SEO as well, or is that uh, you know is that something that you look at separately? Yeah. So ever since I started doing SEO, well, back in two thousand seven, I always thought SEO is just getting traffic to your website. It's getting you ranked on Google for your keywords. 
to get you traffic. And after they get to your website, the rest of it is on you. But then I've realized over the years that getting traffic to your website is just half the battle. Half the time mm. that you get traffic to your website, the majority of that traffic is going to leave that bounce rate. But you can look in Google Analytics and different tools and see how many people came to your website, how many people left. So getting people to your website, how do you actually get them from your website to actually become a client, a lead, a phone call, a sale, whatever it may be. And that's where I started helping out a lot more over the years. It's called conversion rate optimization and optimizing your website for conversions for people. So just like you optimize your website for Google, for the search engines, you also have to optimize your website for people because you got to make it easy to find that product or service, easy to find or easy to navigate through your website. Don't make it cluttered. Don't have a lot of extra clickable buttons that don't need to be there, especially on mobile. Kind of sh shrink it down, trim it down to the bare necessities because you don't get as much space on mobile. You can't just throw everything up there. You got to throw more pertinent, important things and maybe take some things off. Desktop, you could have a lot more things there. You have much more space. Mobile, it's tough. It's tiny. Okay. So, all right. So that's, so that's two things that I was always told that you've already disabused. First of all, that you need to keep repeating your keywords. And secondly, that you should have just like a lot of content up there. Um, but, you know, it's all right. But, you know, particularly if people are looking on their phones, they don't want to have to weed through that content. And, and we know too, that honestly, people don't sit and read, right? They want things to go quickly. They want to find exactly what they want quickly. So that is really pulling against, uh, you know, our own desire to talk about, here's all the great things I can do for you, or, you know, here's the history behind this particular type of service and and um, all of those things that we would like to do. I think um, what you're saying is we're going to have to take a hard look at that and pull some of that back, carve it out, do it, do it differently. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tough, but yeah, no, unfortunately, people don't really care about your backstory, all that stuff. Like you could go to like Target or Walmart. You don't want to read their history. You want to know what's in for me, low savings or lowest prices, best quality, stuff like that. So you got to tell people like what's in it for me. People want to know the benefits, the value that they're going to get out of it versus using or hitting that back button. There's 10 other websites on that first page of Google, plus ads, plus all those other images, videos, maps, a lot of stuff going on there. So there's plenty of choices for people. And yeah, really convey your message right away. That's the most important thing is hook them right away. Don't have them scrolling down, searching around. You've already lost. Uh -huh. You have to have all that stuff right above. It's called above the fold or above the fold. So whatever you uh -huh. see when you get on the website, this is called above the fold. Once you start scrolling down, that's below the fold. And I think it's about 70% of people never scroll down on the website. So if you make people scroll down to add to cart or to buy now, you already lost over half your traffic. So you have to really make sure that everything is above the fold, have a good value proposition there that lets people know what's in it for me. Don't talk about you, talk about what's in it for the user. That's so very important. Okay. I'm so I'm just I'm just looking at my own company and it comes up pretty pretty high on the list, which is great. Um, so I think I must be doing something right. But I'm just looking also, Brandon, as I'm looking at it, um, under the name of my company, then there's a little sentence, which um, uh, which tells something about the company, which might be the only thing that people 
see. It seems to me that would be very important too, for somebody even to click on that, that that first little sentence that they see on the Google search page, that that's got to be pretty telling, right? Um, for people to, to move forward from there. Yeah, so when you're searching in Google, there is the blue clickable link and then yeah. black text underneath it. That blue Yeah, that's what link. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that blue clickable link is called the SEO title tag. And every platform, you're able to go in and make changes to change that blue clickable link, the SEO title tag. And the black text underneath it is a SEO meta description. So you can go in and every page on your website, you write a different title tag a different meta description that describes what that page is about because every page is going to be targeting different keywords. So there should be different keywords in each one of those. And unfortunately, you don't get that much space. You get 60 characters yeah. for the title, 160 for the meta description. But in there, you can try to give a little bit of information about what, what they're going to get by going to your website versus the 10 other websites on that first page. So I always tell people, try to put like a call to action in that meta description. So mine... I do SEO. I always tell people like call today for a free consultation because I offer a free consultation. I'll even put my phone number in there. If you're an e-commerce website, I always say like put something like shop now, buy today. Or if you offer free shipping, you could say free shipping. Any way to differentiate yourself because you want to try to offer something because there's 10 other websites on that first page of Google. And if you rank number three mm -hmm. and you're offering free shipping and no one else is, that's going to entice people to want to maybe click onto yours versus the other websites there. Right. Or if you're, if you're consulting or coaching, you know, that uh, the free or the, the um, you know, so, some other type of, of free offer, something will induce people to actually go ahead and make the contact yep. with you. Yep. You got to entice yeah. them somehow. So offer some, <laughs> something enticing. Yeah. There. Yeah. That, oh, that's so, that's, that is, um, yeah, that's really, really good information so that's how I, that's four things that uh, that you've shared with us already you're very generous with you with your knowledge what are the kinds of things that you see people struggling with particularly if they're studying an, a, a new business or, or a new you know arm arm of their business piece of their business what do you see people struggle with as they as they start to do this uh, it's just a lot of the unknown and just trying to do things that they think are right, but what you do is you have to make sure that whatever you're reading online is somewhat new because Google changes their algorithm every single day. So if you read yeah. a strategy and this is how you rank on Google and then you employ it and you think, all right, it's not working, what's going on? It may be an outdated strategy because Google is constantly changing. So whatever you read online, just make sure or listen to or watch or whatever it may be, but whatever advice that you're taking, just make sure it's somewhat new. If it's from 10 years ago, it still might be true, but and more than likely might have changed over the years. So I always try to say, look at stuff that's somewhat more or newer, but even then take everything with a grain of salt, because just because they're saying it works, doesn't necessarily mean it still will work, or people are probably going to keep their top secrets to themselves because they don't want to share it. Because once they share it online, Google is going to read it and probably change that in their algorithm. So a lot of times people don't get their secret, secret sauce away. They'll give you basic strategies or basic tips, but again, just really take everything with a grain of salt. Don't just say, okay, because I read this online, it's going to work, or I heard this person say it. It might've worked five years ago, but it might not work today. Okay. So, and that's, that's, that is something 
then to really stay on top of. And it's a good reason to be actually involved with somebody like you who is staying on top of all of this because the, the rest of us who are running our own businesses are not necessarily going to stay on top of what, you know, what is, how is Google changing the algorithm? How are, how are any of the search engines changing how um, we connect with people? Yeah, very, very, very interesting. Where do you see search going in the future? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that one is a tricky one. I mean, as long as there's search engines, then SEO will be around. But if people are searching on search engines, then we'll have to figure out like what's going on with the metaverse and all this other stuff that's going to uh -huh. happen. So, but for the time being, it seems like search engines are going to be around for a while because ever since I ever what back in 2007 when I first got involved with SEO and digital marketing. Everyone kept saying SEO is dead, SEO is dying out. And that was back in 2007. So I was like, should I keep this as a career choice? I'm not sure. It seems like it might disappear. But in the future, no one knows what's going to happen. And for the time being, search engines are not going anywhere anytime soon. But who knows? I mean, maybe next year something's going to change. And then people are going to be listening to this podcast saying, what's going on? Brendan said, don't worry about it. But I don't worry <laughs> and too much. And it's, it's all kind of doing something else. No, but people are still going to be looking for yeah. services and products and people who have services and products to shell, to sell or, you know, people who, who have, you know, you know, whatever, the, whether, however they want to connect with the people, they're still going to have to connect in some way. So, you know, so we had that big shift um, from paper, you know, from the yellow pages, right, and the classified ads to the search engines, and um, they may... I, you know, I think there may be another big shift out there that, you know, we don't know that's going to that's going to catch us uh, short. But I would bet, Brandon, that what you're saying is still going to be true, no matter what the tool is. That what people want to know is what what's in it for me, right? That's still that's yeah. still you know the classic. You know, I need to know if I'm if I'm looking for a plumber and 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 it's an emergency. I want to know that they have 24 hour service. If I'm if I'm looking for some coaching, I want to know that this person is available during my, you know, during the day when it's daytime for me. Things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So so that core of of really like understanding the customer and knowing who your customer is. Um, is still going to be very, very important. Yeah, yeah. Brenton, do you ever sit and like watch other people use search engines and, and, and see see what they do? Sometimes what I tell people more importantly is watch people on your website. Like have people that have never oh. been to your website. So ask like friends and family to go to your website because if we look at your website, like we look at our websites all the time. So we know where everything is at, but if we have someone that's never been to your website and say, find this product, find this service and watch how they go on your website, that's going to tell you, is your website easy to navigate through? Are they getting stuck? Where are they getting stuck or lost? And there's even websites that will do it for you or services. I think even Reddit has a section where it says like, review my website. So people will give you and critique your website and give you feedback. So because the more sets of eyes that you get on it that aren't yours, the better opportunity because when we look at our websites we're like oh it's so easy this is where the product is this is where my reviews are this is where everything is how come people don't find it it's because people are coming there 
that I've never seen the website. So it's a fresh set of eyes where it's going to be a little bit different. So watching people search on Google is interesting, but watching people on your website is going to tell you a lot more. And these are even tools that will do like heat maps and like watch what people do. I think one of them is called Lucky Orange. And that one is like five or $10 a month. It's really cheap and it'll track how people behave on your website. Where do they click? How far do they scroll down? It's a great tool. And that one is amazing because that's going to show you how people behave on your website because what we think people are going to be doing is going to be completely different than what we expect them to do. Wow. So, so that's great advice, Brandon. So, so um, for, for all of my listeners who have your, have your own website for your, for your business, uh, go to the Gemba on your website, watch other people use your website, see what, see what happens. I know I'm going to try that out and see what the, uh, see what the result is. Um, yeah. It's surprising. Yeah. You'll realize. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure there are lots of surprises. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, wait, and, why are they going here? Like you want to tell them like, don't go there, but you got to watch them and just see how they behave. And it's interesting. It's really interesting to watch. Wow. Wow. What, what do you think is the best way for someone who's getting started in a business? Um, is it is it better for them just to set up a very simple website to start I think sometimes we feel like we've got to you know create something super complex yeah I would say especially with mobile less is better nowadays simpler less is better it's gonna be a little better you can see all the trends in web design nowadays it's gonna be more minimalist like I always tell people if you're looking to spy on the competition or like trying to rebuild a website don't look at your competitors look at the big corporations so if you're an e-commerce website, look at like Amazon or look at like a Walmart or Target and look at how they're building the website, how they're laying it out. If you're a service-based business, look at like a Yelp maybe or something like that or some other big corporate websites because they're spending tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars on the website testing it out. And you'll see a lot of them are going towards more minimalist trends or styles, just less is better. You don't want to have a bunch of clutter because on mobile, it doesn't look good. And mobile is just taking up a majority of the traffic nowadays. And that's the Google way, right? I mean, the, the alphabet's all over that. This is, is the, the, the clean Google page, um, which I think is one of the reasons that people, apart from the fact that it's probably, you know, it's a great search, search engine, is that people like it, is that you, when you go on there, you don't get that clutter. You you know, you, do, you just have the search bar. There you go, go ahead. Um, find what find what you want really quickly and so search is really important right um and having the ability uh for people to search but the other thing that occurred to me as you were as you were saying this is reviews and i think people go to websites to look for reviews so um so how does that work you know obviously, obviously when you go to amazon you can sort whatever you're looking for uh you know by the by the reviews um, have you seen that for, for other types of businesses? I mean, reviews are important to build trust for people. So mm-hmm. once you get someone to your website, a lot of these people are going to leave. There's like, we don't know who you are. We're not finding our information, but if you do get people that stay, then reviews help build that trust of that. You are really credible, trustworthy, knowledgeable. So you get have reviews from other people just putting it in their website directly, or you could have third-party sites that pull reviews in from like Yelp 
or Google Maps or TripAdvisor or whatever platforms might be out there that collect reviews for you or Trustpilot. There's all these tools that will actually pull reviews in. Some of them you have to pay for, but these are all great places to just help get more trust to your website or trust for people that are visiting your website. The reviews aren't going to rank you higher, but it's going to help people trust you more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that is they're not going to help you be higher in the list, but what's somebody gets on the website, then they might stay a little longer. They might be more willing to to jump over and and contact you or, or buy the product or the service. Yeah. Yep. 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 Those are the reviews. It's more for just putting that putting face beyond the company and building that social proof and that trust that you are really knowledgeable and credible. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're talking about websites, but um it, it goes this goes for social media too. So again, I'm looking at, at my own company, Lean for Humans, and in a Google search, my website comes up first. Um, and then my YouTube channel comes up, and then my Facebook page comes up. And that's actually a surprise for me. I did I so I hadn't looked at this for a while. So it was very interesting to me to see that the um that my social media is also coming up in in the search. Is that typical nowadays? Um, so if you're searching for a company name, your company should always rank at the top, number one. And okay. then social yeah. media will be right below it. And then some articles or news or press will be below that. But if you're searching for your company name, you're always going to rank for that. You want to search for keywords that don't have your company name in. Those are the keywords you want to target. Because anyone searching for your company, they know who you are. You want to get right. new eyeballs on right. you, and that's by getting these non-branded keywords. So anyone searching for your company name, that's your brand. Those are branded searches. Those you should always be ranking for. It's the non-brand keywords. The ones that don't have your company name in, those are the ones that we're really focused on with SEO. And again, so that's going to go back to really understanding who the customer is or who the customer is that you want and what that customer might actually type in when they go to the search engine. In order, in order to find you, which might not be the keywords that you think describe your business. I think that's the hard part, right? You know, so. Yep, yep. you got to do the right key, put the right keywords in the right places, but you also got to put the right keywords. So you got to do keyword research using different tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google that will show you how many people actually search for your keyword every single month. So you can see, is this a good keyword or bad keyword? Or maybe they're, I mean, and the Google Keyword will, Planner will give you hundreds, thousands of other keywords related to that keyword. So you get other ideas of keywords that might, that you probably might not have thought of that might be really relevant and have a lot of search volume in there. Okay. So if you were, if you have, and I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are people who have small kind of niche businesses, then it's possible then that the keywords that you think apply to your business might not be the words that the people who your business serves think of as being important words to them. Um, you know, yeah. so, so that would, of course, that was, you're going to have to talk to, to customers and, and uh, is it helpful then to talk to current customers and, and, and ask them to describe your business back to you? Um, yeah. I mean, if you could talk to people, I mean, more people that you could talk to, the better about like how they found you, where they found you, but there's tools like the Google, Google Analytics or Google Search Console, both free tools from Google that Google Search Console will show you what keywords people actually search for 
to find you. So you can see what words, what synonyms, plurals, singulars, or variations of words that you might not have ever thought of that people are actually using to find you. It will be uh -huh. all there for you to see. But definitely talking to people, asking them how they found you is going to help out. The more, the better. So definitely talk to as many people, get as many sets of eyeballs on your website, and get as many people giving you feedback as possible, because the more, the better. Brandon Lee Woods, what, what do you think people um, who are using search engines, are they, do, do you think that, um, I guess I'm thinking people, when they're using search engines, are they really out there because they're looking to buy something? Are they, um, is, you know, what's, what's happening? Um, I, I know sometimes, you know, what terms trend because of something that's happening in the news. Um, what's, what's the, what, what's, what's the bigger, the bigger thing going on with the search engines? So people are searching to learn, ask questions. Some people are searching to buy. So when you're doing keyword research, you want to find buyer intent keywords, keywords that have intent to actually make a purchase. Those are always going to be the better keywords to go after because ultimately that's what you want. I mean, well, every website is different, but if you want sales, you want to go after those keywords that have that buyer intent. So there are a lot of different keywords you could go after. There's like informational, transactional, and the transactional means they're ready to spend some money. Informational, they're just kind of browsing, looking around, trying to learn more about whatever issue that they're having. But it's different phases that they're in when they're searching. And you can hit them with it more informational, with the blog posts. And transactional could be the product or service pages where they're actually ready to make that purchase and learn more about your services. Wow. Well, so there's way more to this than just, again, going back to way more than, than you know, just, just figure out what your keywords are and, and just keep repeating them. But it's but really understanding what specific keywords could lead to or what they mean about the mind of the customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And hitting different variations. So instead of repeating the same word, you want to repeat or hit different variations, singulars, plurals, synonyms, reordering the words around because if you just repeat the same word over and over again, that doesn't help out. You want to hit all the different variations of it. So that's a big part is sprinkling those other variations in the content, not just sprinkling the same word over and over again, but sprinkling different variations of it to hit all the different ways because people search differently. Not everyone's going to search the same way. People reorder it, they restructure the words. And with mobile, people can just speak into their phones and talk into whole sentence phrases sentences that are whole different searches i think nowadays half the searches are brand new searches that google sees wow really wow yeah i i know i personally find myself you know you know sort of imagining that it that um you know if i put in a full sentence complete with prepositions it's going to get me closer to what i want and i think maybe sometimes it does now i mean it used to be I know I'm so old that I remember where you had to understand a little Boolean logic in order to in order to do an internet search. And, and now it seems much more natural. But then to your point, when it's really natural, right? People don't use the correct words all the time. And they don't they don't necessarily um, you know, think about things the way that that again, that we that the people who are who are trying to connect with them think about things. Um, yeah, it's really complex. It is, it is really complex. Yeah, it wow. is an interesting one. It's not as simple as it used to be. Google has become a lot more sophisticated. The more competition out there, the more they got to realize what's going on and really 
dive into a lot deeper. So, and more years and experience I've had of being a search engine and seeing what really works. Yeah. And then, so what part does AI play in this with the search engine? So that um, is that AI, AI behind sort of understanding what it is people are searching for now and, and rearranging the results. I mean, this is not all done by human beings anymore, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of AI now in the background and a lot of machine learning where Google doesn't really even know how their algorithm works because it's learning by itself. <laughs> so it's really interesting. I don't know how it all works, but it's just growing by itself and looking at patterns and looking at trends and looking at what everyone's doing and just trying to grow by itself, which is really, really weird and interesting to see. Wow. Well, I know it corrects my spelling all the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, all the time that you know, they they know a lot. They know that I didn't really mean this. I meant something else, and that's you know it's a little creepy, but that's it's good too. It actually it saves time. Brandon, how do people find you? Um, if they, I'm sure people are going to be intrigued and want want to um, you know learn more from you. So how do people find you? Yeah, so everyone that wants to learn more, I create a special gift for them if they go to my website at seooptimizers.com. That's s e o o p t I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that gift there along with my contact information. But also I've done a lot of classes over the years. So I've thrown my classes up there for free. So if they want to learn more about digital marketing, SEO specifically, I have a lot of guides and classes up there. And also if they have a website, I'm happy to check it out from an SEO point of view and give them some feedback of what's working and what's not working. And they can book some time on my calendar to get a free 15-minute consultation. Uh, where there you I'm go. In, and they can book that time on my calendar there. Super. That's that's great. That is really very helpful, Brandon. Brandon, you started out being interested in something that people told you was gonna go away and you stuck with it anyway, and you've made it you've made a really awesome career out of it. What's your one piece of advice for young people starting out? Um, for anyone that's just starting out, I would say get a mentor that's really helped out over the years is having someone else that's been around to guide you, even if they're not an expert in your field, because I've had a lot of mentors over the years. I'm like, nobody's helping me out. That's done SEO or digital marketing because digital marketing's got a newer field. So it doesn't have to be exactly what you're doing. As long as they've just been around in business, they could give you guidance and help you save a lot of time and headaches of what's worked for them or what hasn't worked for them. And they could give you that advice and guidance and mentorship has been amazing. And if you're in the United States, there's a website called score.org, S-C-O-R-E.org, where they'll help you out finding a mentor. If you're having trouble finding one, if you can't find someone in person, they'll connect you with somebody for free and give you that guidance and will help out significantly. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And I love, I love that, especially that piece of advice that it doesn't have to be someone who's in your field, right? It's, but it's somebody who has just some life experience and, and can share what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them. Mentorship is really very, very important. So yeah, so thanks for that advice. Yeah, no, definitely. I've mentors so. have helped me out so much over the years. So I always recommend that to other people, especially if you're just getting started, because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of learning curve that you have to do and the mentor will help you focus on the more important things and maybe delegate stuff to other people that will help save you time. And then you can just really focus on the core of your business. Cool. Very good. 
Very nice. So thanks. So thank you, Brandon Leibowitz, for traveling with us to the edges of Lean. And uh, thanks for sharing all your knowledge. And we look forward to listeners actually getting more information from you. So thanks very much. Thanks for having me on today. This is Bella Engelbach, and I'd like to thank Brandon Leibowitz for being my guest on the Edges of Lean. How are you improving your SEO? Do you need some help? We would love to hear from you. Find Brandon and get a free gift at seooptimizers.com backslash gift or on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn or at leadforhumans.com or comment wherever you watch or listen. Subscribe and tell a friend about the Edges of Lean. Please join me in exploring more of the Edges of Lean. There's a lot to learn. And check out my friends in the Lean Communicators community at leancommunicators.com. You'll find more podcasts and videos with lots of great new content every week. The Edges of Lean is written and produced by Bella Engelberg with support from Podcast Inc. This is a Lean for Humans production.